0: Hello and welcome to the Motocross Training Podcast. Physical preparation coach Joel Youngkins here to bring you another episode to help you become a higher level racer. So today's episode, we are going to talk about weight loss for motocross racers. And this is a requested topic that I had just shortly after I did the the nutrition episode just a couple episodes ago. So I felt like in addition with that, this one was kind of fair to put um, you know, soon after that one, because I feel like when it comes with nutrition, there are a lot of people that are talk that that want to know, hey, how do I lose weight? And we're going to go more specifically and not just how to lose weight, but how to lose weight if you're a motocross racer, because it it is a little it is a little different. You need to still account for performance on the bike. And, you know, there's a couple of different types of um, racers that we're going to talk about of, you know, kind of the different categories of where you're at if you feel like you need to lose weight. Now, assuming if you're a really highly level racer, um, I'm assuming you don't really fall into categories with this, but this is going to help you to, if you're already lean, this will help you kind of like realize how to stay lean as well. But I do know there are a ton of just really good riders and racers that, you know, can, they know how to ride a bike, but either they feel like they just have a little bit of unnecessary weight or, Maybe they kind of let themselves go a little bit because of just life or whatever. And they can still ride a bike good, but they're like, man, I'm just not where I used to be. And I could definitely feel this extra weight on me. It makes me more tired. Uh, I don't like the way that my riding pants fit. Anything like that, this episode is exactly for you guys. And like I said, if you feel like you're lean and already pretty lean, there's going to be a lot of just tips to kind of help keep you in check so that you don't kind of run into this problem. Uh, yourself later on down the road. but I think like as a coach I think in racing a lot of people stress too much about what the weight of the scale says because I think we're in a stage where unless you're riding the wrong bike, you know meaning like you know you're a mini rider that um, should move up but you're not moving up or if you're a bigger guy trying to ride a 125 if you even have access to a 125, you know there's gonna be some issues there. But I think for the most part, most of these bikes today are pretty fast that, you know, you don't really have to worry about your body weight as much as I think a lot of people do. And, you know, I think most racers would actually really benefit from actually adding five to 10 pounds of just some lean muscle mass that I think would go a long way for them. Not just so much for performance even, but, you know, if you were to crash and protect yourself from injury, And heck, even just being a little bit, you know, stronger to pick your bike up. If you crash, it'd be easier there. But I think, you know, I think that would be a benefit. But in regards, what we don't want to have is unwanted weight. And that's what I'm really talking about when it comes to weight loss is really just we're trying to lose fat while retaining lean muscle mass. Because the lean muscle mass is going to help you with performance. Uh, That's like an added tool, but there's a saying, and this came from, you know, track, track and field. A lot of these coaches will say this is that fat don't fly. So same thing with racers. Like we don't want extra fat on you because hey, fat don't fly in racing either. It really does nothing to really improve performance. And, you know, as a racer, and even for most athletes, you don't want to be carrying around body fat levels, especially higher levels it's going to like basically just increase fatigue. It's more weight that you're doing. You're, give, you're putting on your, your skeletal system that your body has to account for and produce more energy. Therefore, you're not as efficient as an athlete because you're just carrying around this extra weight that's really doing you no, no good. Um, so you kind of want to think of it as like, you know, my fat mass doesn't really do nothing for me and my fat free mass, your your tendons, your your muscles, your skeletal system, that's what's going to be the you know, the driving factors of physical performance. So, kind of moving forward with the weight loss aspect and realizing that it's not so much about just making yourself smaller because you can legit decrease the weight on the scale while either one losing muscle or two is decreasing your riding performance and not having enough food, enough calories in the tank to actually still ride your bike and be a good racer because you're just gonna be so low in energy all the time. So we really don't want either of those. And so what we have to account for though is in order to lose weight and to burn body fat, is you can't you have to recognize that the law of thermodynamics is a real thing. So this means that you have to burn more calories than you're intaking and really at the very, you know, essential of weight loss. This is about as simple as it gets. And I don't want to just sit here and say that and then kind of end the episode. I want to kind of give you some more tools and some more resources to use, but you can't, you know, ignore this. You have to be burning more calories than you're intaking. If you're not, you're not going to lose weight. Um, You know, if people can make the argument that hormones have to play, you know, a role in it. And yes, they do. But, you know, if you're that concerned with your hormones, I would highly suggest getting your blood work done to kind of get that all sorted out with a doctor. But even with that, so like you still need less calories, to, you know, you're like, if you bring more calories in, you're not going to lose weight. Um, so that's something like we do know. I am very confident that that's probably not going to change for a while till we find some other breakthroughs, but um, as of right now, from research, you're going to find that's the, uh, the reality and really any like trendy diet out there, what they're trying to do is trying to get you to eat less calories, um, and different ways and approaches and, and they put names on it and, you know, they create these really strict rules to have you follow. And that way that's their way of, you know, manipulating you to, eat less calories. So um, there's even a study that was out before where um, this one doctor, he ate Twinkies. He ate 1800 calories worth of Twinkies for one month. Uh, He lost weight. He um, basically his whole blood panels improved and everything, but all he ate was Twinkies for one month on a calorie deficit and improved his health basically. Am I going to recommend that? Absolutely not. But It just kind of goes back to show you that calories, you know, are like the main driving factor of this. And, you know, would you run into problems staying on a Twinkie diet for the rest of your life? Yeah, you're going to miss out on a ton of other nutrients that your body needs. But that was just kind of the harsh example to kind of help drive home that point for you. So kind of moving forward with this episode, I have a few rules I want to give you. I want to... uh, also tell you about a couple of traps to avoid. We're going to cover two types of weight loss racers, ones that need the weight loss in kind of like two different categories that I think it'd be fair to break these people up into. And then we'll end it with just some more weight loss tips that will help you. Uh, you know, lose weight and still be able to be the racer that you want to be. So starting off with the rules here, um, you know it's better to add more activity than reducing calories. But both is usually best. So in order to get into this calorie deficit, you're either going to one have to eat less, move more, or do a little bit of both. So if you can, it's always better as an athlete to actually increase your activity level to create this calorie reduction. If you need to do a little bit of you know both, pull back some calories in your meals, but also increase your activity levels. That's going to be okay as well, but you have to understand that we want to actually keep calories as high as possible while losing weight. You want to give your body while training and riding as much fuel as you can so that you do not lose performance. You do not want to go on a huge restrictive diet where you're just crash dieting on calories. You might get away with it for a couple riding sessions, a race or two or a week or two, but you are going to run into huge problems with energy and recovery. If you are not eating enough, that kind of brings me to my next point is you want to lose the body weight slowly over time. And this would be like one to two pounds per week. And this is also another way. If you don't want to count calories, um, this is a really easy way just to kind of get feedback to say, Hey, like if I'm losing one, one to two pounds a week, I'm probably in a sweet spot of I'm eating enough. I'm eating, you know, enough less calories to create that calorie deficit, but I'm also not eating so little that I'm really just like jeopardizing my performance. If you were losing more than two pounds a week, that's kind of a, that's a really clear sign that you need to be eating a little bit more. You don't want to step outside that window. And you also have to understand, you know, the next rule is that the faster you lose weight, the faster your performance will drop and the faster the weight will actually come back on. So I think we all know that person, or maybe you were that person at one point where you lost a ton of weight really quick. You gave yourself a pat on the bat. Everyone told you great job. You're doing awesome. But as soon as you just kind of stopped that diet, like boom, the weight just came right back on in weight loss, just like training, just like becoming a better racer, slow and steady wins the race on the racetrack. Not so much, but slow and steady in your physical development always is the way to go. And the next point, the next rule I want to give you is it is best to drop weight during your off season, if possible, if you have time during an off season where there's a couple months, that's the time that you want to focus on losing the weight then, because if you're doing this right during the season, especially if the season is really just demanding and it's week after week and it's really highly competitive, uh, you know, your risk of dropping performance while calories are low and significantly, you know, significantly goes up because your body doesn't have the energy that it's used to. So you want to make sure that you're giving it enough energy. And that's why the offseason is the best time to do this, because, hey, if if you don't start feeling well, you can kind of regroup and you don't want to go into a race feeling like drained because all week you've been focusing on losing weight Uh, It's just best not to do it. If you do have to lose weight during the season or you just race all year round, if you're on one of them schedules, then it's just easier. I would just try to shoot more for like one pound a week instead of two. And that'll help kind of reduce that fatigue that you'll have over time. Once you really go to maintain your body weight and your body restabilizes it because you've lost weight, your body will increase in energy because of the lack of weight. But usually during that process, it's really tough to help keep energy that high. And the last little rule here that I want to give you is it is your best bet is to not let body fat levels rise in the first place to just avoid this problem altogether. Now, if if you're at this point where hey, I feel pretty lean, I don't feel like I really need to lose much more body fat, then take this advice as is don't let yourself get to a point where you want to actually come back the other direction. If you're someone that wants to lose his body weight, remember how this feels now so that when you do lose this body weight you'll know not to go back to carrying around extra weight that you don't want. So the easiest way as an athlete and especially a racer is just try to stay follow a, a solid meal plan all year round, live the lifestyle of an elite racer. And you won't even have this problem in the first place. And you'll actually be able to eat more food and enjoy it because you're already lean. And that's the way your body will become used to is operating in this lean state. So, You know, it's just going to save you guys a lot of issues here in the future, guys or girls. So moving on, I want to cover a couple of um, traps that I think a lot of people fall into, whether you're a racer or not. And, you know, the first trap I think a lot of people fall into is they want to follow a trendy diet. They want to follow something that they see on the computer when they open. They want to see, you know, they're following things that they see when they open up Instagram, these different names. I think currently right now, 2020. You know, the past couple years, you know, intermittent fasting and keto have been very popular and I don't really have necessarily a problem with either of them because they're kind of two platforms that will help set you up into a caloric deficit. The two problems I kind of have is intermittent fasting is to skip breakfast basically. And you're only eating. Usually it's like a eight to 16 hour windows. So you eat for eight hours a day, then fast for 16 Intermittent fasting people may tell you that there's all these benefits to fasting and things like that. But in reality, we always fast every night when we fall asleep. So there's really nothing like magical that's going on. You're just restricting the time of day that you can eat to eat less food because you can only eat so much in eight hours. And they're they're just basically banking on, you know, eat only eight hours because you're only going to eat so much. So it creates like this strict rule set to decrease your calories. Um, what well, we know from research that is, you know, if you restrict your calories, no matter how you slice it and dice it, you're going to lose weight. But what we kind of find out also with research is that people that are skipping breakfast or on some kind of like really restrictive plan, like an intermittent fasting diet would be, you know, could cause actual, you know, failure in a long-term diet because, you know, you kind of just start getting deprived. Like there's these strict rules like, oh, if it's not two o'clock yet. I can't eat. But it just creates this environment to not adhere to. And, you know, if you use it as a tool for a couple months to drop the weight, I can understand that. But, you know, you don't want to end up this diet turning into a lifestyle either where you're always intermittent fasting all the time. Breakfast is is fine. Uh, It's not really evil like some people will tell you. It's your friend. You can eat breakfast and still lose weight, which is going to bring me to my next point with the keto is you can also eat carbs and still lose weight. Um, As long as you're in a calorie deficit and you're burning a lot of calories, you're going to be good. So what keto is kind of hard with racing is racing is a high intensity sport. And like what we covered before in the nutrition episode is you need carbs for these high, um, high intensity sessions of, you know, riding your training, your body needs carbs to recover. So a keto diet, yeah, where it can help some people lose weight. You know, it'll help you lose weight as a racer for sure, but your energy levels are going to be really low. And I'm not willing to tell you that because I don't want to see your riding performance suffer and, or just be in a brain fog because you have no sugar going to your brain and that causes you to crash on the track. So, you know, all in all, try to stay away from trendy diets. If you're a vegan or vegetarian, that is totally okay. That's your call. That's I don't recommend that, but if that's your lifestyle, go for it. You know, it doesn't mean that like those are both very healthy lifestyles to follow, but it doesn't mean that you have to switch the way you're eating and switch to a, veg- a vegan or vegetarian diet to become healthy. So... I'd rather see you on a vegan vegetarian diet if that's just your true belief system of like, hey, I don't want to eat meat or I just want to eat plant-based because of animals or, you know, whatever the reason is, um, you know, that's okay. But just because you watch a documentary doesn't mean you have to totally give up eating meat or animal products. Another trap to avoid is cleanses and detoxes. Okay, these are just money makers for the supplement companies selling them. They really don't do anything. If anything, though, what they do is they usually provide you some kind of like nutrition plan because you have to adhere to a a successful meal plan that's going to cause you to lose, you know, weight and calorie deficits. And, you know, that alone in itself, most of these meal plans will be good enough for you. And you don't actually need all these products that go along with it. So you're really just kind of wasting your time. And the last trap is you also want to kind of stay away from what people call superfoods. And while while yes, there may be some really benefits to eating some of these foods, it doesn't mean you can't just eat as much as you want. You know, if like say you ate blueberries, if you ate too many blueberries in one day, you could gain weight, or eat enough to where you're not losing weight because you you're eating so many blueberries. That would probably be a ton of blueberries. I. <laughs> That might be a bad example. I I can't really tell you what would be over two thousand calories of blueberries. That would be a lot, and that's really unrealistic. But that's just my point. You know, it comes down to the amount of calories. If you can make the calories up in the best, healthiest f- foods possible, even better. But you have to understand that just because something's a superfood doesn't mean you can just eat as much as you want of it. Now moving on, I want to kind of break this down. Like this is the point where. I want to kind of give you some tips of how to like lose weights, like how I'm going to break it down into two different types of uh, of racers that will, you know, that need to have two different approaches to this weight loss. And the number one is what I'm going to call the crap eaters. So this is like the racer that they eat a lot of fast food. They probably drink beer with their buddies, um, you know, quite often. They kind of eat whatever they want. And this is how they put the weight on It's just by kind of just really not caring. Maybe they don't ride as much or they're not as active. So these extra calories and their fast food or just, you know, their, their beer, it starts to creep up and they just slowly just put on this weight and they just kind of look at themselves eventually. And like, Hey, like, you know, I put on a lot of fat in them the past year. This isn't what I used to look like. No wonder why I don't feel as good on the bike. I need to take this off. So with this category of people, is, you know, I would start eliminating the things that you feel like are responsible for putting on the weight. And we know what they are. If they're eating fried food, you know, that's going to not be good for your performance and your body. If you're drinking a lot of beer and alcohol, you know, that's a problem. If you're eating fast food all the time, you know, you realize that's a problem. I don't have to sit here and tell you that I don't believe. And so You know, start with the things that, you know, be real with yourself and hey, let's kinda do an audit. Let's what what do I basically kinda suck at? What's been my problem? What's what am I adding that I shouldn't be? And start eliminating those things. And one way to really do that is to start adding good nutrition into your meals. That way you don't have time to go to McDonald's and get food. If you prepare, you know, a nice just lean protein, good carb source, and vegetable meal, when you're actually eating the good stuff, one, the calories are going to go down automatically because they're not as calorically dense. But you're not going to have time nor the hunger to want to crave or actually eat the foods that you don't want to be eating. And so that's kind of the way that, like, so I think some people have, they struggle with the idea of, man, I don't want to really give up my my Wendy's or whatever the case may be. And while you realize you have to kind of do that anyways, one way to kind of trick yourself is focus on adding in good stuff. That way you don't feel like you're depriving yourself as much of things that, you know, you do like, or like, if you like Reese's cups or candy bar, candy bars, you know, things like that. Instead of depriving yourself, like, oh, I have to get rid of it. And you have like this sad moment, you know, Just focus on putting good things in and that will slowly kind of go away because you just don't have room or energy to or time to be sitting around thinking about those foods because you're preparing for the next meal. You're eating these meals and, you know, just create a much better environment for you to actually start dropping the weight. And if you can eliminate crap from your diet, that alone can cause you to lose anywhere from five to 20 pounds pretty easily, you know, in my experience. I've easily seen people drop 10 pounds just by cutting pop out of their diet. And so that kind of just goes to show like a lot of this crap food that people are eating that's highly processed. um, You know, these things will just help you just even just one, not just pack on extra calories, but you'll hold a lot of just water weight too that you don't need to be. So we'll move on Uh, the crap. Well, the crap eaters, Just to recap real quick. Basically, just take out the things that you know are responsible for the weight gain, and just start replacing them with good nutrition, just like we talked about in the last episode. And that's going to solve 90% of your problems. And you get that into a calorie deficit and you're good to go. The second one's a little more complicated. This one is what I call the consistent dieters. So this is that person that they're hopping on one diet to the next. And they've lost some weight, but they just still can't seem to lose that last 10 to 20 pounds and they just can't figure out really what it's going to take for them to lose that extra 10 to 20 pounds. Um, you know, they've done it all. They've done keto. They've done intermittent fasting. They've done uh, HCG diets. Uh, you name it, they've tried it. And it seems like they're always on a diet that is go from one to the next. You know, maybe this is that family relative that, you know, every time you sit around a holiday, they tell you what diet they're on and You know, yeah, so it's kind of like, it's kind of one of them people. And not that there's anything wrong with it. And honestly, it's probably the industry's fault for confusing a ton of people, you know, trying to sell everybody on these, these, uh, fad diets and it gets complicated. instead of just focusing on just real simple nutrition, you know, we have to sell the mainstream, which happens to be you guys as racers get to read that same information too. That you know, oh, this diet's the one that's gonna work, and you go and you try it. So, what ends up happening is that your metabolism actually does like I'm gonna make this really simple, but your metabolism does a great job of keeping you alive. So, your metabolism reacts to what you need in order to keep yourself alive. So, if you're eating less calories, you know, some people think their metabolism's all messed up, but actually, it's doing its job because. Your metabolism will slow up so that you don't starve yourself to death. Because, you know, some people kind of forget you actually need to eat food to survive. We're just these, like, organisms that just walk around and, you know, we need to eat. And if we don't, then we die. You know, if you don't, like, your body will eat itself and it'll eat its organs. And, yeah, that's not good. So, you do need to eat. So, for these people that are always dieting and they just feel like they're just stuck no matter how little they eat, the scale just won't drop to where like just the regular caloric deficit won't stop. I would honestly, I tell these people that I would just start focusing on eating more to begin with. And this would man, at least one to three months, you should be in this phase of just trying to eat more and just slowly eat more. You may gain a little bit of weight, but over time I would just try to eat a little bit more, keep driving the calories up. And then you can go back and either add more activity or pull back calories again. Because you need to kind of to tell your body, like, hey, like, let's speed the metabolism back up. And then you can kind of start backwards again. And, you know, these people usually tend to become emotional of the scale, what they're eating. And what we want to do is break that, break that habit of feeling emotional about the eating and with your relationship with it. And, you know, try to drive the calories up more so that your body can have maintenance level calories at a much higher rate compared to a lower rate. That way you can feed yourself more to give yourself more calories, to perform at uh, higher levels on the track, to eat more food after the race so that you can recover sooner, to eat more during the week so that you can train harder for the for the weekend and for your future career. And all these little things that we don't want you operating on these like really small you know, under 1500 calorie, you know, diets is not going to cut it. Your body's going to be way too stressed out to even think about losing weight because you're just depriving it so much. So I hope that makes sense. You basically don't want to always be dieting. You want to just diet and lose weight when you absolutely have to, because your metabolism will just keep stop. It will keep slowing down so that you because it doesn't want your body to lose weight. Your body wants to survive that's exactly what's happening. So hopefully that makes sense. And, you know, that's my advice for the consistent dieters, um, you know, eat more and then kind of refocus on losing that weight later down the road. And I we'll kind of want to end this episode on a few more weight loss tips. And these are just some basic ones that I think if anybody just kind of fought, like followed, it's going to help you out tremendously. So in order to hit that calorie deficit and, you know, just uh, get that scale moving in the right direction is you want to stop snacking. So just plan the meals out that you're going to eat and only eat those meals. Try not to really stay away from that boredom eating and just focus on, hey, these are the meals I'm going to have and just only eat that. Those extra snacking calories, they'll add up really quick over a day and especially over a week. Uh, Tip number two that I want to give is eat protein at every meal. So you need protein to hang on to that muscle mass, but the protein also will help you feel fuller longer as well as actually increases a little bit of metabolic rate. So it actually takes more heat and energy to break down the protein. So it can actually help you burn a little bit more calories that way. You also want to stop drinking your calories. So obviously pop teas, juices, you know, you want to eliminate those stick to just water. Protein shakes are okay, and some people even drink protein shakes to help avoid overeating before meals. That could be a, a tool that you can you know, look into, but as long as you're having just a protein shake, if that's your normal thing you're already doing, you can leave that in for convenience around your workouts or writing time. That's okay. Uh, the next tip here, number four, is going to be drink at least 20 ounces of water before your meals. That, again, just like the protein thing I was just telling you with the, the protein shake, this can help um, cause you to feel fuller longer so you don't overeat in your meals. And lastly, track the portions. And, you know, you want to weigh yourself about three times a week. So the portions are going to kind of help tell you it's going to keep you on track as far as being consistent because you, want, you have to be consistent in this game to – start losing weight. Just like if you wanted to gain weight or increase gym performance, you have to be consistent. Tracking the portions will, will keep you consistent and keep you accountable to yourself. And if you're weighing yourself three times a week, your body fluctuates a lot. So if you weigh yourself three times a week, it kind of actually starts to teach you what your body weight's doing when you eat certain things. And if you just weigh yourself once a week, um, you know, if your body's holding water one week, it could kind of like screw your head up and throw you off. So if you're weighing yourself at least three times a week, it kind of gives you an idea. And if you're someone that is looking to get into weight loss and you're trying to lose weight slowly and you, and you don't really see the scale moving, but your, your sizes are changing and you you know, you, the way you look in the mirror looks different. Your, your, your clothes feel a little better, but the scale is not moving. Honestly, that's normal if you're not. If you're just kind of like just getting into the gym, working out, if this is all new to you, so maybe you're, you know, someone that rides and races, but you want to lose some weight now and you decide to hit the gym up to start, um, start trimming up, you know, so what might happen is the scale doesn't move, but your inches start to drop. This may take about four to eight weeks until the scale starts to fall down because this means that your muscles are actually holding more water and nutrients causing the skill to stay the same, but your inches are dropping. So that's a good thing. And it's just kind of like a delayed effect um, because your body now is holding on to more nutri- more nutrients and water that it needed to before you started training. So keep that in mind too. If inches are dropping, and that's another thing you can look into is, you know, doing measurements, waist and hip are, is really easy to follow. Progress picks, follow, you know, check your belt loops, see how your pants are fitting. Those are all simple things that can go a long way in keeping you on track with this whole weight loss thing. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to wrap this up today. I kind of threw a lot at you as far as, um, you know, certain rules to follow. I wanted to give you a couple traps to avoid as well. I wanted to identify really the two types of weight loss racers that I believe exist that I have see and kind of lump you guys into two different categories of how you want to approach this whole weight loss thing. Um, And then also just give you some more additional weight loss tips that really should help, you know, anybody that is in this, and you know, that is in this mode of wanting to lose weight. And, and yeah, if you have any, you know, further questions on this, feel free to email me uh, at Joel Yunkins at J Y If I can't help you, we will help find you somebody that can and yeah, just weight loss for motocross. You want to lose the weight as slow as possible so you can keep performance up and you can stay on the track riding and feeling good and and be patient with it. It'll come. It's a process. I know we all want, you know, we make our minds up on something. We want it to happen right then and there. But unfortunately, you know, you didn't gain this body fat overnight and it's not going to come off overnight. So just be patient with it. Keep enjoying riding your bike. You know, that's really the main the main thing here. Um, and just, yeah, clean the diet up. Avoid the crap foods. Eat less calories. Or I should say burn more calories. And you'll be good to go. Just stay on track. One to two pounds a week. The people that can sustain this plan and be consistent with it are always the ones that win. Especially in the long run. And that's what I want to see for you. And, yeah, until next time, I will catch you in the next episode here. And yeah, keep riding and we'll talk soon. Later.